Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. This episode of the Supercast is brought to you by Vanga CBD. Vanga CBD is not like other CBD companies who just post a bunch of products and hope you just figure it out. Vanga was started in Colorado by athletes like you who wanted a better way to use CBD to fight pain, train longer, race harder, and recover faster. That's why they created the system of CBD products for athletes that only have four products that cover 100% of your CBD needs. No guesswork. Guys, each of these products are made to help your endurance in very, very key areas from race training to recovery. You know, we pull it together. These guys make it a great system to just elevate your game. As always, save, you know, 30% off and get free shipping when you sign up um, versus getting them separately. Like, this is one of the best deals out there, guys. Check it out. Um, I use it daily. The capsules are phenomenal. And as always, use code BROCR on checkout. Save you some cash. Um, and if you've got questions, reach out to the team. Great people. Without further ado, let's kick it on over to the episode. And welcome to another very special Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Supercast. I'm Leah Hensley. I'm Jacob Bosecker, Pension Saint of Lost Causes and Dumpster Divers. <laughs> well, there you go. That's I don't know. a new little know. title making, for you. I'm making up stuff as I go here. Uh, but I hope everybody's doing great this week. Um, Leah, it is a beautiful week here in southern Indiana. It is gorgeous down here in Georgia. We hit like 70s. I think it was like 72, 73 yesterday, and it's only going up from here. Bring <sighs> on the springtime. Oh, my gosh. All my So it's pole vault. So I am in full swing of pole vault right now with mm-hmm. all my kids. Mm-hmm. And it was 65 yesterday. Je- Leah, I jumped 11 foot last night. Look at you, old man, hanging I with the kids. 11 foot. And, and you know what it was, though? Huh. I finally figured out. I got in my head the other day. I took off my watch yesterday. Okay. And that, like, I never vault with a watch on. I, I told, It's been 15 years, but I don't vault with a watch. I took it off. Boom. Right on up. There you go. It's like two and a half Leas. Good job. <laughs> two and a half Leas. Um, <laughs> but we're having a good time here. We're enjoying the weather. I'm so excited because tomorrow starts spring break for all my kids. And oh, got a we week got and one half. more week left for us. Yeah, and we're just going to have a good old time here. Um, and But all my kids aren't going anywhere, so they're like, yeah, let's just vault all spring break. I'm like, oh, I can come in awesome. here for a few days a little bit earlier and vault. And they're like, yeah, 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 let's vault, let's vault, let's vault. I'm like, you know, it's really fun to have like this. <sighs> Excitement. Well, for the longest time, I have lived, breathed, ate, and slept until I kind of got meningitis, OCR. Right, was, right. It was so much of my existence. And yeah. now to have some other stuff, it's like, 
I, I feel like we for a long time there before COVID, we all just kind of were like stuck in this world. This is all we did. And like, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's other things. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, with everything and the shutdowns and whatnot, things are opening up. I, I definitely think I mean, me personally, absolutely just more appreciative and more gracious and, you know, thankful for the things we do get to go finally do now, you know. No, absolutely. I think I think it's just fun. And things are starting to open up a little bit here in, in mm-hmm. Indiana. We're, we talk a little bit in the episode about some things like that. But um, we'll let that get into that. So anyway, without further ado, we've got an awesome episode this weekend. Let's explain. We've got a great episode. We've got one of the OGs of, of OCR. You know, there's a pocket of people that have kind of been around from the beginning of time. And Kevin Gregory, a.k.a. Bubbles the Clown, which most people might recognize him as, his real name is Kevin, um, joined us this week. And we kind of got a little bit of history, like where the hell did the clown thing come from? Um, And, you know, then got to shoot the shit. You know, Kevin is an old buddy of mine. And there's nothing quite like just being with a bunch of guys like him and Caleb Yates. And just stuck out on a mountain going after it and be like, you know what, we're not going to win this race. Let's just have some fun out here together. And I've had so many moments like that with Kevin and Yates and buddies like that that just, I don't know, like you're putting a weird scenario, like a like a Spartan race out in the middle of Tahoe. And mm-hmm. you're just like, let's just, let's have some fun, guys. And you just make the best with the guys that you've got around you. And it's great. And I'm just so blessed to have moments like that and like memories like that with guys like that. And Kevin's one of those dudes. He's just a really yeah. cool, nice guy. Like everyone's like, Oh, he's that clown guy. It's like, but actually like beyond that, he's a hell of an athlete, a really yeah. good guy, a sweetheart. Um, good guy. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, let's kick it on over to the episode. Leah. And we are back here with, old friend you might know him as bubbles the clown um me and leah kevin how long have we freaking known each other <laughs> it's been a while well i met a lot of people in the early years in the 2011s 12s 13s i don't remember anybody from meeting them if you look back at race pictures you see people like oh my god i've known them so long but uh i don't know what year it was we first met or where it was but it's been a while it it's, is it's been a hot second when you look at race pictures, like it's happened several times where it's like popped up in my newsfeed where it's like starting line pictures or whatever from like 2011, 2012 and be like, oh, I didn't know you were at that race too. And like seeing people on the start line that you didn't know who they were at the time, but now you're friends with, like, it's kind of cool to see all that. So people yeah. who may recognize the name Kevin Gregory, um, might recognize the voice and the face of the clown, Bubbles the Clown. So first off, I guess, obvious first question, where did that come from? Well, this could be the whole podcast if you really wanted it to be, but... Um, oh, good. <laughs> Shit's gonna get weird. Started. Um, back in uh, 2011, as most of us have our like entry into the sport in whatever year it was, um, a couple of college friends and I um, we left school and went back to our general areas and stayed in touch. And one of, uh, one of us found this thing called warrior dash and we, uh, decided to train for it and get together and do this new concept called obstacle racing. And, uh, the night before the race, we were like, Hey, what do you, uh, what do you guys want to wear tomorrow? And we pieced together some things and I don't remember what we did, but we went to Warrior Dash. We got the big buffalo helmet with the spear th- or the horn thing and whatever. And uh, at that race, 
we were like, oh, this is really cool. It was really hard. It was the longest thing I'd ever done. 5K. I couldn't imagine ever finishing three miles. And this uh, <laughs> one, Jacob, was a warrior dash, right? Mine was here in Crawfordsville, Indiana. Yeah, my my second race alt ever, but like first real OCR going was a warrior dash out in Missouri. I, I've got to throw this out here. So actually, I got an email from Warrior Dash or whoever did the photography for that race earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, we've still got your photos if you want to get them from like 10 <laughs> years ago. And I'm like, well, let's just look at them. And I was like, oh, Bosecker, you were right. a hot mess. <laughs> I remember it. Uh, so anyway, you're doing Warrior Dash. Yeah. You dress up like a goddamn clown. <laughs> well, I didn't dress up as a clown yet. We just, I don't even remember what we did. Right. We probably painted some like face paint or something with eye black because that was cool. Um, we were badass, you know, Absolutely. Day, 10 years ago. Um, but we, uh, we heard about this thing called Warrior or uh, Tough Mudder, which was 13 miles. And I'm like, whoa. I'm not doing, I can't run 13 miles. Three miles was hard enough today. Uh, but it, we did Warrior Dash, I think, in July, maybe August. And it was at Wyndham Mountain in upstate New York. Okay. Um, so I'd never run up a mountain before. I was stupid. Uh, <laughs> so I heard about Tough Mudder and we decided it was in November. So we had enough time to train for it and whatnot. So we trained for it. And we all went down. It was in New Jersey at English Town and in November. Uh, so the three of us got together. We stayed with our buddy who lived in Staten Island, who was doing the race. And uh, his dad is a retired Navy SEAL. And he's like, oh, wow. you guys got to carb up for this shit. You got to be, you got to make sure you're eating. I made you guys chicken cutlets. This guy made us like 10 pounds of chicken cutlets to go with all our <laughs> pasta. And he's a big Italian family. Like, uh, oh, you don't want to cross this guy. And he's a Navy SEAL. So intimidating. But um, I like it. So it's Friday night. We're about to go, we're about to eat dinner. We're like, we got to get some costumes for tomorrow. So we go out and we go to Party City and it's November. So we picked out a bunch of like Christmassy things. So we makeshift made these Santa costumes. It wasn't a Santa costume. It was just pieces of Christmassy things and Santa hats. Because we we wanted to be able to run in them. And we knew we were going to be getting wet. And we watched all the videos on YouTube and like, wow, this is going to be crazy. But we trained leading up to it. We went out. We had a great time. I don't remember how long the course took, but we felt really fit and we did really well. Um, we found out there was a costume contest, and uh, I don't know how many people actually showed up to the costume contest, but the three of us went. You were there, damn it! You were there. Yeah, we were. We were there. We're like, when's the costume contest? Everyone at registration is like, I don't know what you're talking about. So they're like, go talk to the MC, and I think it was Clinton at the time. So we go up and we find Clinton. And he's like, yeah, well, uh, we didn't do it yet. We'll do it in a half hour. Just come back in a half hour. So he's like making announcements every five minutes. Anybody who wants to be here for the costume contest, blah, 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 blah. So fast forward, uh, we win the costume contest. The prize is a season <laughs> pass. So Holy like, shit. Yeah. Yo, back then. Well, still back then. That's the best trip to Party City ever. <laughs> Hell yeah. We spent like $30 each and we got season passes to Tough Mudder. So uh this is the last race of 2011 world world's toughest was like the following week or month or whatever whatever it was and um so we're like well what is our season pass we're not doing this world's toughest thing they're like oh it'll just count for next year which in our mind was amazing because we're like sweet we have the whole year to do a races we're looking at the race schedule like oh we can go to the poconos 
We can hit Mount Snow. We can hit New Jersey. That's three. Wait, they're in. So first. I love weird freaking stories like this. <laughs> this is like perfect. So like sweet because these races are so goddamn expensive. <laughs> Amen to that. So, uh, yeah. So uh, fast forward to the spring. We're ready to do our first um, Tough Mudder of 2012. I think it was in the Poconos. We recruited a fourth guy. So we all get a hotel room and we're we're uh, together in the Poconos and we hit up Party City and uh, we're like, well, we got to dress up. <laughs> so we got to get our uh, fix, baby. <laughs> yes, we got to win our season pass for 2013 or whatever. I don't oh know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I don't, I don't remember what we dressed up as that time, but we went to Party City, pieced together another outfit because our goal was we're running this race. So we want to be able to run in it but we know we're going to get muddy and whatever. So we don't want to like go crazy. So I forget what we picked out, but we, we got costumes together. We went to the race. We went another season pass because we won another costume contest. God. <laughs> so now we have six season passes for 2012. So three of us already had our season passes. I got tattooed with the Tough Mudder logo and I only got one race out of it. I didn't even get a season pass. Kevin Gregory is over here in the New Jersey one. <laughs> At the first one, New Jersey, me and and my Staten Island buddy went and get the tattoo after the race. Went right. to the infirmary because they yeah. turned the the tattoo station into the freaking uh, yeah. the hospital because everyone had hypothermia. <laughs> oh my gosh! And they're like, "Whoa, you want the tattoo? All right, we'll make room for you." Each of us got it. We go home. My friend's mom wants to kill him because no one. He not he doesn't have any tattoos. His mom doesn't have any tattoos. His oh dad's tatted up because he's a seal. But right. like I can't believe you would get a stupid race tattoo over something. <laughs> so he ended up getting one later that says mom or something like that. But right. um, it wasn't until like 2013 or 14, some year later, I didn't have a season pass. And I emailed PMHQ. I'm like, hey, I got this tattoo and I never cashed in my free race. Can I get that? So, uh, <laughs> they they did honor it eventually, but um. Now we've done two Tough Mudders. We've won two costume contests. We have season passes. So the next weekend after the Poconos is Mount Snow in Vermont. So we're going up there. We go to the party city and we're like, damn, this shit is getting expensive. We spent so much money on stupid costumes that we use once and throw away. But um, now enter the clown. So we go <laughs> to party city. We're like, what do you want to do this time? So we picked out clown like hair, the big puffy hair and the the colors and rainbows and face paint and uh we got big bow ties and a horn and uh we got some like really small shorts from walmart like dan skin that fit us <laughs> so because they were like it's about like colors. underwear thin yeah, <laughs> yeah <you know. laughs> oh good. so uh we go there fine. <laughs> we do the race um, I think we missed the season, the, the costume contest or someone else won it. I don't remember exactly what happened. We didn't win again. So our streak was over. Um, and then we did the race. The following week, we're going to go back to the Poconos. It was like, all right, we need to find a costume that we could wear more than once. So we started thinking about masks. But if you think about over time, masks, they have really small mouth slots. They're really yeah. sweaty. You can't yep. see. Just think of all your Halloween costumes. Uh, so we're like, whatever. Eventually, we're going to, we need to find something that we could just be known for. And uh, eventually, I think, I don't know what year it was, maybe a few years later, I was at, like Halloween shopping and I found a, clown, a chinless clown mask. 
this could have been a chinless unicorn or a chinless anything. <laughs> it sucked into my head tight enough so I could see. My eyes, like I can move my head without, without like losing vision. I could breathe relatively well, not through my nose, but I could breathe fine because my mouth wasn't congested. I could go underwater oh and not gosh. drown. I could get muddy. Like, I'm like, all right, this mask is perfect. It's just what I need. By that time though, all my other OCR friends had started and moved on to careers or families or, you know, all the other things that people do. The adult yeah. <laughs> so I'm still out there running. Um, but uh, yeah, the, so I started wearing the mask one race, the next race. So people started seeing me. So it, naturally it just developed its own persona. <laughs> so it got a voice and a name and a background and a bunch of different jokes you could throw at people. And... Right? But, but here's the thing here. Now, years later, you've gotten, you're kind of a freaking beast now. Like you're, okay. you've been with Rich Diaz. You've been around the circuit. You've been running hardcore and age group and some pro circuits and the ultra stuff um you've done the ultra championship um so how is that just as did you play sports back in college and high school yeah so i grew up playing hockey football wrestling and lacrosse in high school and then in yeah. college i played lacrosse and then my fifth year i just decided to wrestle because i had a year of eligibility but uh a lacrosse player body on a heavyweight wrestling mat doesn't like doesn't work out perfectly, but I was like, whatever, I'm, I'm doing it. Right. And then uh, after college, I was looking for something because, you know, if you've lived as an athlete since you were a child, and then all of a sudden you're out of college, you just have this big void in your life. So I was playing yeah. semi-pro football, and that was fun, but it just wasn't the same because I was still athlete mentality, train, compete, hate losing. And then my team was a lot of alcoholics who just played football on Saturdays. So mm -hmm. it's like, okay, you're not in shape. You're not, you're not training. You barely show up to practice. And then we lose because you can't keep up with the game or whatnot. So um, <laughs> I don't want to sound like big headed, but it's hard to be the best athlete on the field when your whole team sucks. Not that everybody did, but right. the, my priority was to win games and their priority was like socialize. So right. yeah, you're not so for success. It sounds like you have a really strong background with the strength kind of stuff. Um, obviously, lacrosse has the running too. So when you came into OCR, did you find yourself having to, what was your biggest like growth over the years? Has it been focusing more on the running? Has it been, you know, what's what's been your kind of path with OCR? Yeah, absolutely. The running's been my biggest opportunity to get better. When I first started, it was all about completing the, the, the race or just getting to the finish line. And then as time went on, um, I was intimidated by the elite wave and all that stuff, which was, it was open or elite. But I wanted to start, like I was training. OCR gave me something to train for and focus on. So that allowed me to keep putting my focus on improving myself without having to worry about losing because of other people. So um, wrestling, if you know anybody that's ever wrestled, is one-on-one -on, -one on the mat. If you lose, it's only your fault. Oh, no yeah. one else can yeah. blame. So with OCR, it's very similar. I mean, there are other circumstances that could cause you to not perform at the level you want. But ultimately, it's you versus the field. Um, so that uh, 
really gave me the opportunity to train and focus on that. And I crossfitted for a while after college too. That gave me kind of a community of fitness, which was fun. But aside from the open, you're not really competing except on a workout basis. So OCR like really filled that competitive void. And then um, I knew running, I talked, I was doing all this CrossFit and then doing events and I was getting better and progressing. Um, I talked to Yancey cause I was doing Yancey camp for a bit and yeah. I messaged him a question. He like sent me this. I don't know if you've ever messaged Yancey before. He doesn't text. He just sends you really long oh, voice messages. Yes. Which is great. Cause you get to feel Yancey. You don't just get some words. It's like, <laughs> like a thousand miles Yancey is the ultimate hype man. Yeah. <laughs> like Yancey is a man and then, you know, just an entity of his own. And yes, you'll get like, you'll send him a simple little question. You and you'll get five minutes worth of five different, you know, voice messages and you can just hear him and his excitement and everything. Yeah. So I got one of those and then I messaged him other questions like, Hey, hop on the phone with me real, real quick. Now I wasn't one of his athletes. I mean, I was doing Yancey camp. So $30 right. a month. He's not promoting me. I'm not like, whatever. I'm not Ben Greenfield or whoever he's training, but mm -hmm. he hops on the, he's like, give me a call real quick. I just want to talk to you. So I think we spent probably an hour on the phone and he's like, look, if, what do you want to accomplish? And I'm like, well, I want to get better. I want to get faster, more competitive. He's like, okay. Walk me through your week of training. And I'm like, all right, I go to CrossFit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sometimes Saturday, and usually not on Sunday. I compete like every weekend, two races a weekend and whatnot. And he's like, all right, so I'm not hearing much running in there. I'm like, well, I do like two or three Yancey camp workouts a week and I was running. He's like, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you failed an obstacle? And I'm like, well, I mean, I missed a spear here or there, but I'm pretty good at that. He's like, okay, so you're putting 90% of your training volume into something you're already successful at and you're not spending any time on running i'm like shit that's uh eye-opening <laughs> he's like imagine how much better you'd be if you put all that all that effort into running which is your weakness and then you just maintain your strength well, like, we we're not to train the things that we enjoy we want to have fun and training and we do the things we're good at and then just kind of neglect the things that we're not so good at because they're not so fun to do <laughs> absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. but it's very eye-opening when someone gives you some perspective because mm -hmm. you get lost in the moment and everything um so i started um we talked a little bit about basically setting up my week uh with him so he gave me some good strategies and mindset and um perspective on things and then i ended up working with ocr beast which uh spartan spencer had um mm -hmm. if you remember the spartan show he was on there and then he had a training company so they is Spencer still alive? He's alive. He does his coffee oh, business good. now. So okay. <laughs> I see him randomly in like the Boston races and he'll have a, he'll be a vendor at like a Spartan or something. Like okay, okay. or whatnot. So, um, now what did you say he does coffee. now? Uh, co oh, coffee. Atomic Coffee. Okay. Roast. Yeah, yeah. I've seen those guys. Okay. That's him now. Okay. Okay. So just as a coffee connoisseur, she said it's really, really good. I'm like, okay, I'll take your word for it. I don't drink much coffee, but. Me either. Um, Okay. <laughs> you guys are missing. You guys are missing. But uh, yeah, so I started training with him. Well, not him specifically, but one of his coaches, Shane Layton, who was on Nor'easter. And then I was on Nor'easter. So Shane really got me. Shane ran Division One track for Siena. Um, so he was a like raised up as a natural born runner. And he taught me a lot about cadence and um, 
just everything that I didn't know. I played lacrosse. I ran for punishment or I ran to be in shape so I could get on the field. And I played defense, so I didn't have to run the whole field. I don't have to worry about my third of the field, really. And mm-hmm. I can cross midfield, throw the ball, and I go back to my half and rest until the ball comes back. So running, even though, like, I lifted a lot, but that was the extent of my running. And as mm-hmm. I mentioned, 5K for Warrior Dash was scary. And then 13 miles was scary. So being able to build my volume up over time with Shane. And then I uh, went to a Richard Diaz clinic when he was on the East Coast and worked on my form with him. And then he ended up uh, having an opening. So I worked with, I asked him like three times initially, like, can I train with you? I heard Hunter trains with you and he's big and really good. And no one else is really that big, that, that, that's that good. So I want to work with his coach because he worked with bigger guys. And uh, he's like, no, you race too much. <laughs> I'm happy to help you, but I'm not training you. You're going to drive me nuts. Let me know when you want to specialize, and then maybe we'll see if we can fit you in. So uh, I listened to, like, all his podcasts and, like, his philosophies, read books that he mentioned, learned from other people, like the 180 cadence and those kind of things. And then uh, eventually I was like, Rich, please take me on. I want to get better. I want to – excel and I was getting better every year but I'm just like waiting for that quantum leap like you hear about all these like overnight successes and names that that come out of nowhere and it's like well they weren't really overnight successes in the most part they hung out for years and then all of a sudden got good from one year to the next year so I'm like Mm -hmm. when am I making that jump I've been here 10 years (laughs) right (laughs) what's waiting Persistence pays off because then you had some success, you know, as you know, as we know in, in the ultra world. And, you know, I think that's where a lot of people kind of have known you as here recently, but you're now making that switch to some of the shorter course, the heavier, you know, bigger guy favorite kind of stuff. We talked about you a little bit with, um, you know, DECA and high rocks and all that. So is that your focus at this point now? Yeah, I, I love the ultra stuff and Rich is like, I'll train you for it. But I think you should really focus on the short, fast stuff because that's really going to be where your mm-hmm. natural skill set evolves. I did the DNA test that Spartan had one year at Worlds. I did inside tracker and I, I like send all my results to Rich. He's like, yep. I don't know if you read this, but this says stop running ultras, you idiot. Sorry, folks, on short, fast stuff. <laughs> You're genetically built for this. So stop fighting like uphill battle. Right. So, right. um, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. If I had her to ring with you, I would be scared. That's just <laughs> mask or no, I much. would be scared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hurt you. I just want to cuddle. Oh my, goodness. oh my goodness. Oh goodness. Um, but yeah, so I did, um, I was really focused on world's toughest and getting that silver bib. So four tries at that, I finally got that. And then Spartan rolled out Iceland and I've always wanted to go there. So I went there and, uh, I did okay the first year. And then the second year, I was like, all right, I've been training with Diaz for two years. I have all this ultra training under my belt, all this volume. I just got 75 miles at World's Toughest last year. Then they moved to Atlanta. I'm like, I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going to get an orange bib and be one of these 100 guys and be the first Clydesdale because I'm <laughs> 220. <laughs> first right. Clydesdale ever to get, get 100 miles and blah, blah, blah. And I go there and freeze my ass off and I, yep. I end up getting 55 miles which is the same rate, same amount I got in my first ever world toughest so mm-hmm. I walked out of there with my tail between my legs and um so did we so did we were both cried. there 
Try what a waste of a freaking year of training. I did no, nothing. No kidding. Um, that was kind of where I made my pivot to. I was I was along the same lines as you, following that ultra world, like that ultra track. Uh, and world and see, and see, that's when at 2018, I was ready to double down. I know, like we were totally. I was the- ready to go to town. I'm like, nope. Bring the short course. I'm done with the ultras. I'm done with the two hour training blocks. I'm done with this crap. And I'm following that same path. Let's do the decas. Let's do the hyroxes. Let's do the three Ks. Leave the ultra stuff alone. <laughs> well, I ended up. So all that training didn't go to waste, though. Um, I was very sad. I drove back to Atlanta the next day, not even sore, just angry. Um, mm-hmm. driving from Atlanta to Connecticut is a long drive so plenty of time to think and uh I looked at the schedule I'm like all right Iceland is like three weeks away Long Island has a sprint in like two weeks and I was like I don't even know if I want to race it I'm mad I haven't even done any short stuff but my mom lives like 15 minutes from the Long Island race so I was like well Jeff will race I'll just go and then the night before I was like f this I'm gonna race I didn't bring any race stuff down from my house in Connecticut to visit my mom. So except my shoes, so I'm like, it's going to be 30 degrees. The first <laughs> obstacle is a dunk wall. Maybe I'll do this thing. So I run it. I end up podium. I got second place because I, Good. it was like dunk wall, monkey bars, spear throw, like all these very important things for fine motor skills and grip. And uh, right. I, I podium there the next week went to Iceland and, um, I just, I'm like, I'm here for fun. Uh, Morgan Mackay was there to defend her title. I ended up running for like 12 hours with her, just lollygagging side by side, chatting the whole time. And, uh, you know, in ultras, when you do these long ones, everybody goes out hard. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter until like midnight. And uh, I come in at midnight and like, oh, Bubbles, you're in like top 20. I was like, oh, that's cool. Whatever. I'm just staying with Morgan because Morgan's trying to win. And I'm like, right. we're first place male, female right now. So I'm like, I'll just hang out there, take myself, take my focus off myself, focus on her. She ends up spraining her ankle. And I'm like, I'm just running. She's like, just go, just go. Before I know it, they're like, oh, you're in, it's like getting towards the end of the race. They're like, oh, you're in sixth place. And I'm like, sixth? Are you kidding me? In the world? <laughs> it was a good day. I need to know. They pay five. Who is in fifth place? Who am I chasing down? And they're like, uh, Glenn Race. I was like, oh, I know oh who my that God. is. I know who Glenn Race is. I know this man. <laughs> I, I'm not chasing some freaking European. I don't even know who he is. And then I'm like, fourth place is Josh Fiore. I'm like, well, I know him really well too. So yeah. I'm chasing these two Americans down. I come in and they're like, oh, Glenn's like 15 minutes ahead of you. I'm like, I just had my fastest lap of the whole race. I'm going to catch Glenn because he's been kicking my ass the whole race. Now's my chance. I go out gangbusters, like, oh my God, yes. in Iceland by myself. No one's even on the course anymore. I run as hard as I can, get back to the festival. I'm like, where the hell is Glenn? every person I pass? I'm like, where's Glenn? Where's Glenn? It's not him. <laughs> Damn it. I get back. Steve Hammond is in the, the bubble. Jeff is sleeping. I'm like, Jeff, wake up. I got to do one more lap. Where the hell is Glenn Race? I just ran my ass off and I can't find him anywhere. He's like, oh, the timing was messed up. He's an hour and a half ahead of you. You're not going to catch him. I'm like, I still have to do another <laughs> lap or someone's going to pass me. So I'm like pissed. So I'm, like, oh, oh, I'm in sick. Um, I go out on my last lap because you got to finish under 24 hours. And I'm like, right. I have plenty of time. I don't have to kill myself, but I got to move. So I go out. I just cramp up so bad. My body starts <laughs> shutting down. 
obviously mentally I'm let down. So that just trickles down to the body. I got passed by some, I think he's Slovakian or something. I forget who it is, but I dropped to seventh. I ended up finishing the race in seventh, which epic finish for me all time. It's great. Um, And I'm like, Jeff, I can't believe what happened. It was like Steve Hammond was over here like crying. He's like, I'm so sorry. I told you the wrong information and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, whatever. It is what it is. Seventh was bad. Um, I don't know how many miles it is because Spartan Ultra is like this many miles and then a bunch of laps. But that was like my greatest ultra feat ever. And I talked to Rich after and he was proud. He's like, all right, you ready to hang up the... Wait, 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 wait. Let, let the record show Rich was proud of you. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was proud of something. <laughs> he, he was. Uh, he's like, all right, you ready to, ready to hang it up on this ultra shit and start focusing on something fast and short? I'm like, yes, I got what I want out of this. So uh, yeah. the next year I focused on stadiums and then um, okay. since then uh, did some high, did high rocks in December and every high rocks I've signed up for since has been canceled. Uh, so eventually I'll get back to that. And DECA is just very enticing to me. I just haven't done one yet. And uh, I'm super excited about that because I've been doing so much high rocks training leading mm-hmm. into Dallas, which didn't happen. And then I just happened to go to Jacksonville and throw down because I needed to compete. So I guess that brings us up to today. Fantastic. Well, if you guys didn't know Bubbles, now you do. <laughs> you've, heard, you've heard Bubbles' life story in OCR. And, and then he got married, and now he's just, just kicking ass. Right. <laughs> so let's talk lucky about... lucky woman. I got some, some, some topics of conversation for you boys. So now I'm table not- time. Some table time. So I'm not sure if either one of you have saw yesterday, but apparently it started on the Savage Syndicate page. Um, and the world of OCR blew up yesterday um, with drama. No, it didn't. You didn't see it? Okay. I don't believe you. So apparently where it started was basically Savage clarifying. There were some questions about age group podiums. And at Savage, they will obviously when they go through podiums they've got the pro wave and then they've got the age group wave yeah so the someone was asking questions about age groups and at savage race they will defer to band completion first whoever completes the race with their band gets podium but then they trickle down if you don't keep your band they go based on fastest time to fill the podiums classic hubie crushman rules (laughs) right so they clarified on Savage that if you lose your band, say you lose your band at the first obstacle, people have been known to lose their band at the first obstacle and then run their asses off for the rest of the race, not even trying nothing else, just sprinting to the finish line to get a yeah. fast get on the podium. So everything else. Right. So it became a whole big hubbub. So then the topic of should there even be age group podiums came up. So, discuss. Do you guys agree with age group podiums, or do you feel like it should just be pros and open, and that's it? All right. So, I don't know, Kevin. Do you you know Megan Beck and Derek and all those guys that in their new yeah. podcast? So they threw out a new their pod- podcast. I know who they are, though. Yeah, I've listened to a few of them, um, and they had a one this past week. It was like run your own race. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, and- I think. It- that whole there's portions of that there's portions of that first of all i would start with don't be a little bitch um 
You're gonna roll um, up for life. That's just just life tactic there, really. Um, but no, like you're going to an obstacle course race. Do what you signed up for. Don't be a little bitch. Like I went to CrossFit, but I'm just gonna do the running parts. Or like, no, nope. come here to do think no no age group then you think it's pro or nothing i no i think there should i think there's a place for age group i think you know i did a great race over the weekend and okay so i ran a 15k this weekend mm-hmm. Ta-da! <laughs> that's it that's yeah. the story no i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> good job congrats on finishing yeah, <laughs> i was real proud um but no so i went out and i held I held a decent time for me that I thought I've been, I've been training and trying to get some of my speed back around like seven Oh five pace. And it's a hilly course. We're looking right under a thousand gain for a 15 K. So nine miles. Um, but then I didn't even take top 10. Uh, we've got a fast community here and first place ended up taking, um, it was like 51 minutes. He was holding like a five forty for this 15. And I was like, low Jacob. I don't, and I was like, shit, I came in front of the high schoolers. I felt good. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing though. I think though, and I didn't even make my age group podium. And I was just like, damn, holy shit. This is, but I think it's one of those like mid tier things that if you've got a decent age group and you've got a decent showing, yeah, let's celebrate some of these people. Now I don't always, then we also had Walker podiums and stuff for this, right? Cause some people walk it and um, they, they did that, which I think was a bit much, but that's, that's me, whatever. I'm not, I'm not making the rules to this game is the thing. These other people are, um, but I'm here to run and I'm, I'm here to run a race. I'm not here to, well, I'm going to, I'm going to walk the first portion and then I'm going to do, I'm going to drag a sled for the next half mile. <laughs> and um, So yeah. if you know me. We'll agree with age groups then. I, I think it is. I think it is. But I think there's also, I think there's age group, but I also think there's to be doing what you signed up for. Um, and so to you a don't point. Podium with default. If you don't do the OC, if you don't do the obstacles, you don't think they should fill the podium. I go against the Hubie Crushman rules where I think you need to, you need to finish with your band unless, I mean, if, you, if you're doing shit, like you're just running around obstacles, that, that, what's the point, you know? About you, Kevin. Um, I think uh, age group podiums really, I mean, why are we all in the sport to compete and get better? Obviously we're supposed to race ourselves, but if you put more carrots out there for more people, you're going to attract more people to actually work hard and Agreed. Yeah, you're not getting prizes per se, maybe a medal, but you're not giving cash prizes out to people that are skipping all but the first obstacle. So I think if you put, if you have that person like that, okay, cool, I want to go after an age group podium and that's their carrot, great, let them compete and they're getting better. And like you, you do enough Spartans, you see, or any obstacle race, you see the people that are out there walking, but they're doing their best. And you right. congratulate them. You're proud There's of no them. shame in that game. Criticizing them because they can't do a pull up or like climb over something because they're way behind you on their fitness journey. You're super proud of them because they're not sitting on their couch. And right. whatever their carrot is, like let's celebrate that. But I totally like if you're gonna work the system, like come on, really? That's- <laughs> now I I will come out here and say like we're working the system. That's that's a whole different game. But I will say this: this is something I always have against those open heaters. Like, well, I'm crawling across the top of the monkey bars here because I can't swing on monkey bars. There comes a point where we need to look at safety. Yeah, and um, that that's my two cents on something like that. That's a whole different conversation. Right. That's, but that's, um, 
different. But I, I agree as far as the whole age group versus pro, you know, I, I think there's a there's a there's a room for for age groupers. I think that, you know, like Kevin said, I think it draws more people to the sport and any more people that we can have racing is good for the sport. Um, you know, and the bottom line is, is, you know, people of all ages, I mean, I'm one of the most competitive people out there, but I'm also, I know I'm not 22 year old elite athlete level, you know, so having those age groups out there for people who can stay competitive, regardless of where they are and their age or their journey. I think it's, I think it's a good thing. You know, I think Kevin said it really well. What's your carrot? Mm -hmm. Um, what's your carrot? Mine, so, mine just might be a Chipotle burrito and a cold brewski at the end. That's, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I, can, I completed it. If you look at your journey, when we started OCR, like for me personally, my goal is to finish the race. I didn't, yeah, there was a time and I had some interest in seeing where I stacked up, but ultimately right. my goal was to get to the finish line. And yep. then I've taken lots of new people through events and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll run the race with you and take them the Fenway. And they're like, well, I can't do this. I'm like, you're going to do whatever you can do. Yep. And you're going to feel good about it. And then whatever you didn't do well at, then guess what? When you get back to the gym, you have something to practice. And like, I can't exactly. wait to do another one. It's so hard and great. Sure? I didn't do that well, but you did great. You freaking accomplished your goal of finishing the race. Yeah. So spinoff two from that original discussion then turned into um, the boy girl discussion. Um, oh and Trending. Tired. people were losing their shit because so apparently there was a woman who made a comment oh, in the thread. It came from a girl and she basically said that race directors needed to take females and physiological differences into, a, into account and that women by nature are not going to be as strong or as good as men at several obstacles and that all races should basically have men's stuff and women's stuff. So <laughs> as the only girl, I will say my, my thing, what is, do you boys even have an opinion about the topic? No, I wish quality, you had tits. Everything like, I think it'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> oh my goodness. We're being stupid. We're being stupid. Um, I, I said, if you want equality, everything should be equal. But no, I, I'm not, I'm not, that's not my real feeling. But I think obviously on the weight side, if you, you should be able to scale it to a certain percentage. I don't know what scientific percentage makes sense, mm -hmm. but everyone always complains that the height difference, and I get that, like Spartan has steps yeah. for certain things, but mm -hmm. there's also disadvantage of being tall. I can't get up that stupid pipe tube, Peter tuber, because my legs are too long. <laughs> I cut my back in Jacksonville because I can't roll up the mountain of dirt under the right. barbed wire and my back is shredded because my femurs are too long. Yeah, it's, everything has its pros and cons, but ultimately, I, I think the weight makes a difference. Otherwise, yeah, physiologically, there's going to be differences, but you know, I most of the things are... Go ahead, Jacob. No, no, you're good. You're good. Finish up here. Finish your thought. I was going to say like hanging stuff Female, there's more female gymnasts that I've seen that are going to be kicking my ass in grip obstacles because I have this 220 pound frame hanging from my fingers where they are swinging through the air with the greatest of ease. So everybody's different. We're all humans, but we all go out there and we're going to be challenged by different things. The double sandbag carry is not going to kick my ass as much as 
someone who's half my size. But the right. running isn't going to kick their ass as much as it's going to slow me no. down. So, so as a sole girl on this, I will say that my opinion um, on this topic has changed over the years. I think that as we've seen the sport evolve and the fact that there are now more opportunities to specialize, there are race series out there that are much more strength-based things like green beret challenge you know we know going into one of those or i think they're called driven now sorry but going into something like that you know it's going to be heavy as shit and mark's not going to scale it and it is what it is and you know suck it up buttercup we have things that are much more technical focused like um you know conquer the gauntlet series savage race is now more technical ocr world championships and then we have things that are more run focused like spartan and and stuff like that and i think that you know whether you're male or you're female people are going to have different strengths and weaknesses and you know the ability to pick a race series that specializes to your personal strengths i think is awesome and if you are a girl or a boy that is not super strong for strength obstacles, then don't do those strength races. Go to the other ones. Um, well, I think I for, with, for me, it I, gets back to the carrot, I think, with Kevin. Right. So it's like it becomes this thing of like you get if you've got people having this hard of a conversation of, over something like this, we're looking at certain carrots like podiums or performance or something like that. Um, yeah, we're not just looking at one of my biggest beefs with obstacles per se is just the ability to do it. Like I will, I'll admit I'm 410 and I get butt hurt if I get to a rig that's, you know, five and a half feet, six feet in the air that I can't even get onto it. Um, so I don't think there's any problem or, you know, in expecting or hoping for just give me a step to get onto it. Let me do the obstacle. Let yeah. the at least be accessible. Now, if I fail it, I fail it, but let me at least get onto the thing. But we see so many women kicking ass out there in these technical races that I don't think it's fair to say as a whole. For me, I think we lost Leah. Okay. <laughs> I think I think it's you and me now. We lost Leah there for uh, a second there. She looks like she's back. Rose up for a half a second. Yeah, you're gone there for a hot second. Uh, uh, I'm gonna share this. I'm gonna make it really quick mm -hmm. on this topic because I know we've got other topics to go to that you want to bring up, Leah. You have a few others, but I personally think where OCRWC really shines is Adrian's focus on 33% failure, uh, nothing more than that, mm -hmm. and. That takes dialing in. That takes refinement. That takes a lot of work and years to make weights consistent and rigs consistent. And where, you know, your high-end athletes that are tall and lanky like Robert Killian can still do something and be challenged. But then you've also got somebody like you, Leah, that can still accomplish something like that. Mm -hmm. it, takes, it takes balance and finesse, and that's what makes a good OCR a good OCR. And that's my two cents. I would agree. All right. Next question. <laughs> talking about podiums and winning and whatnot. So, okay, let's be real here. Nobody wants to lose, but this is just an opinion question that I have based on an, uh, an event this weekend with my daughter. If you have to lose, I know we don't want to lose, but if you do lose, what do you think hurts more? Would you, when you lose and get your ass completely handed to you and lose by say five minutes to a race, 
Or would you rather it be super duper close, come within seconds and know that you might've had a little bit left in the tank? Which one burns you more? Either way, knowing you had something left in the tank, definitely. But if you were that close and you know you left something out there, then that's definitely going to burn more. If you get your ass kicked and you gave it your best and you like, okay, I could have done a little bit better, but you still got killed. Then I guess that's a little easier pull to swallow. What about you, Jacob? Me, I will never forget the day that I missed my qualification for the Spartan race world championship in Chicago that my grandmother passed away. And I, I missed, I remember we were that. there, we were starting to be friends and stuff. And I missed it by, I think eight seconds. Um, and I was, I was devastated because I had a five hour drive back home and I just kind of sat there in the quiet and with, with my wife and just um, really had to think about a lot of life decisions at that point. Um, and for me, it's just those little margins it's, and you start to nitpick yourself, but mm -hmm. I think it's either way as an athlete, I should have thrown the bag down a half a second sooner. So I could have gotten a better runoff or, you know, all that. You can just find eight seconds so easily. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, but I think as an athlete, what we need to do is be able to let those things go and walk away from it and be like, you know, it is what it is we'll get the next one. Um, every scenario is different. Mm -hmm. For sure. Sure. How about you, uh, Kevin? Oh, you, you showed your piece. What, yeah, yeah. Leah, what uh, about you? Me? So I'm, I would rather, same thing. I would rather lose by a bigger margin. This came up because my daughter's cheer competition team lost this past weekend by just a smidgen, one-tenth of a point, And they should have won. They were better. Um, but they made sloppy mistakes. And so some of the parents were talking about how, oh, it's okay. It was so close. You know, it, it was almost first place. It was, we should be still be proud and happy. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, if I'm going to lose, like blow me out of the water and let me know that I was out of my league. But when it's that close, I'm the same way. I'm like, you should have stunt a little bit tighter and you should have tumbled a little bit stronger. And well, and, and here's the thing though, Leah, like you, I, I I, I want to go ahead and say this now because this is something I really believe in. Um, yep. You said, you know, they're better, but that day they were sloppy. So it's right. okay they not were. to be, it's, it's, it's okay not to be good today. Yeah, they were not. That's good. okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, but own that. Like that's, right. that's my whole piece is like, you're, you know, your girls did better than that. That wasn't the day that they were going to perform their best. And it's like, right. you may be better than that, but not that day. Oh no. They, and that's they, fine not deserve to win that day they were not their best and the other team was better and it it is what it is but you know I guess you have a choice and I guess this is where the competitive mindset comes from like are you you know are you okay with just being like mm, okay no big deal or do you still have that hunger then does that fuel you like no I didn't do my best today I'm damn well better do my better next time you know it should it should and I think that's what separates athlete from just you know funsies time but then have to measure the next competition what did they do with the sting of this failure or right. coming up short did they right. practice tighter and be more focused and does that propel them into a greater win next time or do they just like kind of coast from there and that's really going to determine if this loss is worth it or not agree you know, i was oh go ahead. no go ahead go ahead kevin 
I was just going to say, like, you see in the NFL, you have undefeated teams all year. Like, Peyton Manning would always win, like, 14 games in a row and get knocked down the first round of the playoffs because they were never tried. But then you right. have a team like the Giants won the Super Bowl. They lost early. They got all their stuff, fo- like, together, focused, and then they went on to to compete at the high level because they fixed their problems and made adjustments. Yeah, I mean, so losses suck, but it's definitely an opportunity for sure. That, that's And that's what I told my kids yesterday. So – uh, as we've talked before, Lee, I'm now a, a pole vault coach. And I said, you know, we don't have failures. We have opportunities to learn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we talk about the concept of death by a thousand cuts. You know, oh, I made this little mistake. I made this little mistake. I did this bad. And I said, I don't want death by a thousand cuts. I want success by a thousand failures. Sure. And that's, that's the mentality that I want to instill in my kids um, sure. because we learn. And the only, my, the best way for me to learn is falling down. So. Sounds good. All righty. What last, else you got, Leah? Are we wrapping this shit up? Last one. And, you know, I want to tread lightly because I don't want to get into too deep of a discussion. But right. now we're seeing, you know, the future of, of our sport coming back and races coming back and things being rescheduled and actually happening, you know, and, and the evolution of where the world is right now with vaccines, with, you know, all this, that, and the other, um, you know, CDC came out yesterday and announced that anyone who's been fully vaccinated now no longer has to wear a mask and you no longer have to socially distance or anything like that when you're with other vaccinated people. So thus far, the only race series that I've seen that really acknowledges COVID in the sense of people having had it or whatnot is Hyrox, which is now requiring you to provide a proof of vaccination with, or not vaccination, proof of testing within 72 hours of the event. And I don't know if they've come out since then and said anything about a vaccination card being okay. Where do you see that going with the sport? Do you see other race companies now requiring a vaccine? Would that impact your role in racing? Do you, where do you see this going? Kevin? Well, I think I, being experiencing Jacksonville and seeing how tight Spartan had to be. And I know like whether or not it was their decision personally to do what they had to do they had to do what they had to do to put an event on and I know that model is what they were looking to demonstrate in order to be able to put events on in other stricter places so they want to have a season and not just in Florida so I as annoying as certain things were like you couldn't get into festival until 30 minutes before your race um, oh, wow. and wearing a mask until you cross the starting line. And then as soon as you cross the finish line, like that's, what's annoying. So when I was going to high rocks, Dallas, before it got moved, you needed a, a test. And I guess you still are supposed to have your mask on while you're in there, unless you're competing. But I felt more comfortable that people were tested and like, at least like, okay, I don't have to worry about asymptomatic people and everything. If you're here, you're clear. We can kind of relax a little bit and just focus on the task at hand where Jacksonville, I know it was outside. I wasn't worried about people like infecting me, but I feel like if everybody has the mindset of, okay, I'm surrounded by people that are either tested negative or vaccinated, then I don't need to worry so much about that and not to get loose or whatever, but mm-hmm. you have like peace of mind. Um, as far as forcing mm-hmm. people to get vaccinated, 
my I I don't know. I don't I don't feel like you can force a whole population to get vaccinated. You should I like we live in a country that's based on freedom and choice. We should have the freedom to do that. However, if someone's choosing not to be vaccinated, they should be able to provide a negative test in whatever that window that whoever right. knows can say it's 72 hours. If you want to show up unvaccinated, bring us a negative test within 72 hours and you're good for this event. That's my take. So my, my two cents real quick here. Um, I'm getting vaccinated tomorrow, actually. Um, so I'm getting the Johnson & Johnson here, so 30 minutes south of me um, tomorrow at this time, 24 hours from now. Um, I've already had COVID. Yep, I've already had COVID. Um, I'm sure I've got antibodies still. They're saying like, I think it's like 85% of people eight months after still have antibodies. Yeah, it changes. I mean, we know they're not, but we don't know how long, basically. I, so for me, it's, for me getting my shot tomorrow, realistically, I think in another, so I've, I've had COVID now, it's been a month, um, month and month and some change, two months, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's been two months now. Um, I think in another six to seven months, we can be some closer to a thing like where CDC said yesterday in private, like people that are vaccinated. I think we're going to be closer to herd immunity than, than we expect. I do not think my shot will get us, will make that big of a difference for me getting us towards herd immunity entirely. But I think it's the right thing to do for me. Um, and that's, that's my decision. Um, everybody can make their own decisions, right? But that's what we do. It's based on like what Kevin said, choice and freedom. And that's a beautiful thing that our country has. It's, it's neat. But um, um, I think for me and my daughter, mainly, I want to show and, and my family and stuff. I, I, want, I want to be done with this. I want to make the next step forward. And for me, I think that's getting people vaccinated. <coughs> um, so I'm doing it. Um, now as for sports, I think in another six months, we're going to be in a very different place. Um, and we're going to see some of these things open up a little bit. We've seen that in Texas and was it Alabama that raised their Mississippi. Mississippi? Mississippi. Okay. And I know that, um, Arizona here this past week, I heard they are opening vaccinations to anybody cause they've got extra. So over 18, you can get vaccinated over in Arizona. Um, I think here in another six months, we're going to be in a very different place. I, and I hope that we're in a very different place. And that's my two cents. I hope so. I think that it needs to be something that people, you know, are aware of, but you know, I agree with you, Kevin, I'm the idea of forcing it in order for me to participate. I'm not okay with, um, you know, we'll see where things go right now. Like I said, right now, it's just high rocks. We'll kind of see what they, um, you know, what they set forth as, as kind of the standard, their event supposedly is still happening next month in Texas, we know is wide open. So it should be going off April 10th is, is high rock. So I'll let you boys know I'll be there. We'll see. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and that's, I think wraps it up a little bit, but Kevin, is there anyone that you want to give any shout outs to or acknowledge and how can people get a hold of you? Shout out to my woman, Jess. Uh, hey, girl. We, uh, we've uh, had a great, I think COVID times have allowed us to really grow closer together, uplift one another. And I think as much as you hear people like, oh, I'm stuck at home with my family. I think this has been the opposite for us. We've spent so much time learning more about one another and our relationship's grown so tight. 
And uh, we were thinking about getting married in like a year or two. And we just decided in August, like, no, let's, let's just get married now because we know this is the right thing to do. And we had so much time to be together versus living in one job versus the other and such. So, Right. I mean, if you can make it through this in 24-7, you know, quarantine, then let's go. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to her. And um, my Instagram's at Bubbles the Clown. Ends in an E. Uh, otherwise, found it out um, as normal. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a college referee for lacrosse, so I don't know. My games haven't been released yet, which is so up in the air because usually we're two weeks into the season. So once my schedule kind of rolls out, I'll have an idea when I can compete again. Um, I'd love to go to Dallas and do that event on April 10th, but if I, uh, that's usually the hottest weekend of the, of the college season. So um, we'll see what happens. Otherwise, I'm looking at Hildervat in uh, Florida in Florida. May. Sounds good. Well, awesome, best awesome. you with all of that. And thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And sharing my story with everybody. <laughs> awesome. And there we have it. There you go. That was Kevin. Pretty pretty interesting guy. Some some early stories. I'll, I'm kind of jelly though, I'll gotta say. You know, I've I've done my fair share of dressing up for for races. I think my first Tough Mudder I did in a Ninja Turtle tutu. But oh I didn't get a free season pass for that. Free season passes. Like, talk about, like, well, and like, I hear stories like that. And I think back, like, I've had so many talks with like Amy Padgett back in the day. She's like, yeah, I yeah. just go and win the festival events. Like, I go there and I slam all the festival events and I leave. And I've got like five races and then I just go home so I can do my red ones. I'm like, yeah, see, I feel like that fun aspect of things is, is just missing. And hopefully it'll come back once we can, you know, actually have a festival area again. But, Let's bring back the fun of it all instead of just all the butt hurt. You know, we talked about in the episode, you know, all these internet warriors and, you know, people getting just butt hurt over everything. Just quit. Well, I think there's part of it like we're just pent up. We've not yeah. raced in a long time. We miss people. We miss seeing people. Um, and like that was so because everybody's going to see the audio from this. Um, me and Leah actually did a video call for once for a change. Um, yeah, normally and we see... record on Skype and do it just audio only, but we're switching to, to video. So it was kind of fun. And it was nice to like see people. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, I know that's just such a little <laughs> thing, but like it was nice to see Kevin and it was nice to see you, Leah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and see old friends. And that's, I guess that's what I love about this is just being yeah. able to see old friends. And I, yeah. it just makes me happy. Um, so yeah, uh, That's about you, it. That, what you got going on this weekend? Maria? Uh, this weekend is, what is this weekend? Um, training weekend. Um, it's the only weekend this month that my daughter does not have a cheer competition. So okay. I will be in the gym, probably doing some heavy focused high rocks training because this just in, I have a new partner for high rocks. Oh Yeah. Yes. So um, my girl Amber and I were supposed to do High Rocks in Dallas. And then when it got moved around, um, Amber can't do the makeup date. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to do this by myself, which I really wasn't crazy about doing. Um, but I got a new partner. This is going to be great. You ready for it? Guess who's my who's, partner? Who's your partner? Mel here's from up in uh, really Island. you and Mel are yeah. going down. All right, all right, all right. So, so close your eyes and picture, you know, 
um, tw- the 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 twins movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito. Oh my god, that's what we are. <laughs> Jeez, Lapete. Am I not wrong? <laughs> I mean, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Super excited for that. Um, oh my so, yeah. gosh. Full blown training mode ahead. About you, what's uh, going on this weekend? Uh, what's going on for bows? Um, not much. I'll probably go on some long runs and some training stuff, some kettlebell swings here and there. You know, um, been going the huge, the huge. Um, <laughs> seeing some friends there in town and visiting, so that'll be good. Um, okay, but okay. nothing too crazy. I uh, had a meeting last night. The well, I uh, yeah, okay, I'll go ahead and get that too. Uh-oh. Um, well. I'm going to save my, we'll do community kudos here in a second, but I had a meeting yep. with um, Highlander Assault the other night, and they're yep, prepping for yep. the Dark Ages right now. Um, starting to get people lined up. I think we're going to have another great event. Guys, Yeah. ready for, Leah's not going to make it to Highlander. I know, I'm Ages. very disappointed. I have to miss it and do the cheer mama drama. So, last time Leah knows, we had those balloons out there that really didn't give a lot of light, right? Yeah, yeah. We're going to have the balloons out there, I think, some, but we are quadrupling the amount of tiki torches. <laughs> and it's like, it's so stupid, but it's like, it's little fun. things like that are fun. Yeah, Heck yeah, running fun. in the dark is fun. I mean, it's just bottom line. It's different. It's fun. It's exciting. If you're not already signed up, this race will probably sell out. Um, probably sell out. We're looking, sign up. I think they've already got like 200 people signed up or something, but yeah. then like, normally the last two, three weeks, you get people to go in like yeah. mad men and it's yeah we're don't we're wait sign up may 1st so. is is dark ages so if you're in the chicago land area or if you want to travel for it man 5k at night i know it's yeah. not much but man it's gonna be fun i it's cannot fun. wait to announce we're gonna have a good time we're gonna have fun we're gonna yep. have fun um so yeah, other than that, last weekend was my big race here at the Grandview Grind. I cannot believe that dude hold, held a 540, though. Like, dude, that's... that's just craziness. Like, who would think that a seven-minute pace on a 15K is slow boy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, dumb. like, I come down the hill. Leah, to give you an idea, my first mile was to 630. Okay. I come down the hill, and again, because there's some serious hills out there in Grandview. Right, um, right. I come down the hill, and the, I'm in 12th. I lost one spot in the whole thing, so I was in 11th. Um, I never saw like so coming down the hill. Like once we got to that first hill, I never saw the right. other guys. So dumb. never, so ridiculous, so insanely fast. Um, wow. we got some talent here in in Southern Indiana. Um, clearly, some real talent. clearly. So um, this brings us to this week's do 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 community kudos. Kudos. <laughs> Who you got? Um, who do I got this week? This week, I'm going to give it out to the guys. That, um, I'm going to give it out to Chad this week at mm-hmm. Highlander and putting together the race. You know, we're getting really excited for some stuff here, talking to the team um, and the volunteers there. A great, mm-hmm. great group, great people. I cannot wait to go and just have a good time with this community. Um, mm-hmm. I miss the community and the community is mm-hmm. a great thing. Um and I just can't wait to see, like, just talking to, to Kevin today, like, it just yep. reminds me how much I miss all my OCR friends and how important that camaraderie and shooting the shit over a beer is. And, like, even, like, I was messaging um, our buddy Heather Olson yesterday about mm-hmm. Travis, and she Travis posted some photo of an, a car in front of, like, I forget what the place, it was, like, the Apple shop or something. And mm-hmm. I was like, this looks like the opening of any Wes Anderson movie. Heather, Catherine, can you please <laughs> confirm? Oh, my goodness. And she's like, can't confirm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like those stupid little interactions mean right. the world to me. 
Like it's it's those moments that make the community fun, and just mm-hmm. you know that you can say something silly that puts a smile on somebody else's face, and that's what means something to me. Yep. But uh, how about you, Lee? Who you got this week? I am going for a two for one. Um, paired yep. up. We'll I'm gonna. Up. I'm going to double dip my chip and recognize okay. two awesome kiddos this week. Okay. Um, you know, this this sport, we talk about the growth of it. So I want to recognize um, Kelly Williams' daughter, Chloe, okay. as well as Amber Johnson's son, Coda. Both of these kiddos um, just took on... Decca this past weekend. Did they do the um, strong? They both did the strong. Right? They both did the strong. Um wow. and you know, side by side. In fact, Coda was literally side by side. I don't know if Chloe and Kelly competed at the same time, but uh Coda and Amber went head to head uh for Decca Strong. And you know, I, I didn't get to see Chloe's full run. I saw some of the videos and, and pictures, but Coda, I watched his whole run. And man, that boy, you want to talk about being in the pain cave, you know, that boy was hurting and you could sure. see it in his face. He wanted to quit so bad, but bless his heart. He pushed through. Um, and, you know, I thought for sure this kid is going to be like, nope, I'm done with this crap. But sure enough, both kids have now said, can't wait to come back and do it again. Going to get a better time. So that's awesome. So, I think that's just a great community thing. Community kudos to the kiddos. That's that's just wonderful. And, you know, I mm-hmm. think once we've talked so many times about this before, like getting kids involved is just Absolutely. it's important. It's a good thing. It's it's creating that. And, you know, I my daughter is now almost 14 months old, but you know, we've <laughs> got a hot up. second. We've got a hot second before Mayday Bosa Becker jumps in here <laughs> with her curl hawk. Right. <laughs> awesome sauce. So but, that's no, the future of our sport. Thing. And, you know. Absolutely. Kudos to all these kiddos that are taking it on with their parents and kudos to the parents for bringing them out and, you know, showing them and leading by example. Absolutely. Um, Also, this weekend, over the weekend, we did a giveaway, Leah and I both separately, um, you know, on our Instagrams here for some Vanga stuff. We gave away some gummies, which are amazing, and some drink. Um, We've notified those people. They're getting a hold of them from the Vanga team. Uh, that's getting taken care of. Leah, I got some gummies on the way, and I am pumped to get my gummies. Love um, me some gummies. I Some people have been asking me again about um, Vanga and what I think about it. So Vanga, I, I know we've had the intro here. I just want to go ahead and say the gummies are a great – the way I use it is like a mid-race inflammatory and pain relief and mm-hmm. use it instead of ibuprofen. I love it. I think it's good stuff. Check it out. Um. And then also, there's a rumor that they may be coming out with some swag here soon. So, yeah, it's a rumor. We'll, we'll some, keep y'all posted. And everybody wants those damn y'all. hats I've made. Everybody wants, like, hey, oh, can my make some goodness. more of them hats. I'm like, in time. It's kind <laughs> of like a thing that I make here and there. But anyway, that's all I got this week. Um, guys, enjoy the weather out there. It's beautiful here in yeah. southern Indiana. I'm going to be out vaulting, having a good time. Um, enjoy the sun, it's a nice yep. thing. Absolutely. Enjoy yourselves out there. Have fun training. And until next time, I'm Leah Hensley. I'm Jacob Bosecker. We'll see you on the course, guys. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs, too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. 
Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 B